Welcome to this audio presentation from St. Charles River Church. Today we have a message that we believe is full of practical and relevant behavioral teaching from God's Word, the Bible. We'd like to invite you to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Take notes as you go through this looking for a personal application from God to you. Sit back and enjoy as we begin this message. It's always a delight to be here. And that business of uh, picking on Barry later, I just want you to know that's not going to happen. We're going to pick it on right now, just a little bit. <laughs> it is it is a delight to be able to be anytime I can be here. But it's it's getting annoyingly familiar to come when he's having surgery of some kind, you know, and uh, where he's some somehow suffering. And so. Uh, but but it must be, you know, that that thing about a caregiving kind of deal. Or maybe it's just that God has such mercy on Gina that, uh, you know, he really loves Gina more than he loves Barry. Yes. Just, so do the rest of us. We all know. But, but uh, it is always just a joy to be able to be with. These are some of the most precious people on the face of the earth. I hope you know that. I mean, they really are just... Incredibly loving and gracious people. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, and it's just, it's always a joy just to be here for their sakes, just to be with them. But it's also a wonderful delight. It's always a joy to be able to be with, uh, the, this is my best Texas, by the way. All y'all. All y'all. Yeah, that's the plural of y'all. All y'all. And it is, it is always a delight to be able to be here. Uh, to rejoice with the history of this fellowship from its very beginnings. And congratulations to everyone, to Pastor Barry and Gina and to all the staff and to all of you. Uh, you are on the, like, the cusp of 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You, you can raise a hallelujah if you'd like to for that. Or a whoop whoop is pretty good too. Because it is, it's a celebratable kind of thing that the Lord uh, wants to continue to move and use you. And there have been movements and kind of changes as a part of that. But how many of you know, uh, that's kind of how life works. Yeah, well, <laughs> in case you're not sure of that, this is how life works. Yeah. Things change. Times change. Seasons change. Uh, the Bible is very clear about it. You know, there there is a... There's a kind of a times and seasons quality to life. And some of you who have lived long enough and, and, you know, been through enough to gain a wisdom that says, you know what, that's a fact. And you can't always, you can't always predict and you can almost never control. I'm just meddling here for a while. I'll get to preaching in a minute, but. You can almost never predict and surely almost never control how the changes are going to happen. You can vote, you can do what you do, you can, you can, you know, uh, picket and protest or whatever it is that you do to, to make your voice be heard. But the reality is stuff just happens. Times and seasons. Uh, here's one for all of you and, you know, deal with this however you like, but aging happens. Notice the color of my lovely hair. Time and gravity. Yeah, that stuff that starts to sag, you're going, what, what, what? 
<laughs> Time and gravity happen to us all. But here's the beauty. There are some things, some truths that never change. The, the reality is that no matter what happens to you and me in this life, life is not this. Let me say this for you so that you all get this, and, and especially for those of you online who are either not, not able or willing to be here right at this point in time, or maybe you're at a distance from us. But, but here's the reality. This life isn't what everything is about. If you were made in the image of God, here's the truth. Look around and tell somebody, you're going to live forever. You, you tell them, no, seriously, you tell them this, because this is true. You, you can say, oh, no, no, some of these people are just, they're destined for hell. Where they're going to live forever. That's the horror of it. That's the eternal, where the smoke of their torment ascends forever. We're going to live forever. It, 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 that's not the issue. We're made in the image of God. We're going to live forever. Where? Where? In what state of joy-filled grace and blessing from the Lord because he wants that for us? Or in this place of eternal loss and sorrow and suffering? And so, so there's the reality. This is about that. This is not. If your life only consists about getting your way. Being esteemed, being wealthy enough, being in the right neighborhood, having the right clothes, the right car, the right name, then you've missed it. Because this is about that. We live here and now for there and then. You were kind of quiet about that, so you can just kind of look at one another and tell one another that's the reality of what this is. But God has a plan for our lives and it's an eternal plan. Amen. So I want to talk to you about that today just a little bit, but I did want to congratulate you on 20 years. You've made it. You're still breathing air. You're still here. And that means that there's still hope. That means that there's still an opportunity. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day that God has set for you to kind of draw closer to him, to figure some things out. Even if you haven't yet figured them out, it's a good day to start. It's a good day to move toward God. It's a good day to begin to realize that what happens to me right here and now, what's a part of this day, will influence my whole eternal life. It's not about getting your way in the moment. Come on, some of you who voted a different way than it turned out, you ought to be just kind of... I don't know where you're at today, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, I didn't have my way. I didn't get my way. Are you married? <laughs> were, were you raised in a family? Yes. Do you have a brother or a sister? You have a significant anyone in your life. Yes. You just don't get your way all the time. Yes. How about if I'm out here? Okay, I don't know what that did to the camera, but God bless you. If you only see the top of my head, welcome to the Zoom world. I mean, seriously, hasn't this been fun? For those of you who have not been very technologically savvy before this, uh, you know a lot more about Zoom now than you did before. But it's so comical because I deal with that all the time. And I have I have been hosting uh, gatherings and meetings and doing online things since the very beginning of the whole uh, kind of COVID crisis. And honestly, that goes back a whole bunch of months now. 
That's the best part of a year that we've been wrestling with this. And it's the cutest thing when these people will pop on and you can just, all you see is the top of their forehead, you know, and the fan. <laughs> and you just want to go, can you move the screen down? But they don't have their mic on. They don't know how, and so they're, all you see is their finger moving toward the buttons. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's, I think it's kind of an interesting thing. So congratulations on 20 years. Congratulations to all of you for uh, making it this long. And honestly, sympathies and heartfelt love and, and, and prayer and grace to those of you who've been touched personally by all of the craziness that uh, COVID-19 has caused in the world, whether that's a relative or a friend or a co-worker or, or any of those kind of things, or maybe it's an employment or, you know, financial securities or whatever. It's temporary. It's a part of time. It is not a part of eternity. Amen. I know when you, when you're in a thing for a long time, I mean, that's got to be what's what the part of the, the awfulness of a chronic kind of condition is. It just it feels like it's never going to change. But I can promise you this here and now is not that there and then. Amen. Amen. And whether you believe it or don't, it's going to happen. Amen. This is not in doubt. This is a sure thing. So I want to just talk to you today for a few moments time, if you don't mind, about uh, thinking like Jesus. Oh, you know, before I do that, can I mention one other thing, especially to those of you who are uh, either tuning in uh, because you're a part of the uh, already a part of the, the St. Charles River Church family, or maybe you're tuning in uh, just because you're experimenting. You're just trying to figure out if this is a place that you actually want to ever fellowship. Uh, I think they have when is it coming up sometime soon? On Wednesdays? What we're doing is we're starting a regular once a quarter uh, gathering of why we do what we do with... I'll translate this for you in just a minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> Once a quarter, we're get, they're going to be having a why we do what we do. You'll get a chance to sit down for four uh, hours, four different days, but for four hours with... With the lead pastor. With the lead pastor yeah. and right. just answer all your questions... Right. About life and eternity, he'll give you money to come. It'll be a, no, I'm just kidding about that. It'll, but it's a marvelous way to kind of yeah. break in. It's a marvelous yeah. way to begin to experiment. And it's, and it's, it's, uh, everything is done around here in the best COVID free kind of COVID sensitive possible way. So I just want to encourage you to that, uh, to look for that online. Right. I'm sure that'll be advertised right. on the we website. We will be advertising. You'll, <clears throat> you'll see it on our website. You'll see it on, uh, on our Facebook as well. But we are, we've started this and I still have one that, that I need to finish. I need a, a Wednesday night to wrap things up to finish our first one. But we have had great, <clears throat> great connection <clears throat> success. I mean, just relational connection success with one another. Grab him a water if you don't mind. Thank you. There you That's go. That's what that is. Yeah. That and, uh, but we're doing this. We're going to start this once a quarter. So if you're watching online right now, or you're here in the auditorium and you're new and you would just love to find out is St. Charles River Church the church that as, as Pastor Rex said that you would like to be a part of it lets you have intimate time with me with Gina with the pastoral staff in a small group setting here in the cafe and let you ask whatever questions that you might want to ask and hear from our hearts of as to why we do what we do here at SCRC so thank you for yeah. for mentioning that all right it's time for
time for the word. Let's get into the word together. Amen. Amen. So you've got a Bible with you. If you don't have a Bible, you probably have a phone. You have your Bible on the phone. Whatever it is that you use to access the, the word from scripture, I want you to get that out and turn with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. That's the fourth book in the New Testament, uh, one of the Synoptic Gospels, and it's uh, one of the early chapters there, obviously. And for those of you who are Bible readers, most of you are aware that this is kind of, it's one of those interesting passages. It starts out with this amazing story about them trying to trap Jesus and, and condemning some woman for her sins, and, and it's really cute how he answers them. But, but then he gets into this discourse, because it happens in the temple, and this discourse uh, ends the chapter ends with these these people who have been listening to him who've been professing to be believers in him picking up stones now they brought stones when they came because they were going to kill the woman who was taken in the act of adultery so there were stones for them around there and they picked up those stones with the idea at the end of the chapter of killing Jesus so you can imagine stuff happens in this chapter I'm expecting that no matter what I say, likely most of you are not going to find a thing to try to kill me with at the end of the day. Although you may, you can feel free. I have a mask, so come cough on me all you wish to. But, but it's, it's, what is it that happens in this chapter that gets them to this excited state? What, what are the things that are going on. And it's really kind of an interesting thing because all that he actually talks to them about is the truth. It's, it's this passage. It's these ones where it says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who are you, Jesus? And he says, well, I know who I am. I know where I come from. I'm with the father. The father's with me. In fact, I and the father are one. Well, tell us who you really are. I already just told you. Well, 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 we're not, we're not, you know, children of an illegitimate birth like you. And he says, yeah, you're the children of your father, the devil. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting passage. He just shoots. How many of you have read this passage before? It, he, he just shoots straight with them. And they, they're claiming, well, we're Abraham's children. He said, if you were Abraham's children, you'd really like me because Abraham did. What do you mean? You're not even 53 years old. You've seen Abraham. He said before Abraham was. I am. <laughs> and that was when they picked up stones. <laughs> it was like, we're going to get get that. Uh-huh. But I, I, the reason I love this passage is because we're kind of right now in our teaching things back in Texas, uh, this network that the Lord has helped us to develop during the whole COVID thing. I'm team teaching with another uh, brother and some others who are a part of this. But we've been in a series that we call to be like Jesus. It's actually under the title of godliness. How many of you want to just be godly people? Ooh, I know some of you are going, I don't know, that sounds too hard. That's too big. Godliness. But if you could just take the G and make the word goal, and the O and make the word of, and then the D and make the word disciples, the goal of disciples is to be like their master. If you want to be a disciple of Christ and you want to make disciples of Christ, then you want to be like Jesus. Remember the old song? To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like him all through life's journey from earth to glory. All I ask is to be like him. Some of you don't even know that song. It's not going to be a good replacement for raise a hallelujah. (laughs) But it's a great song. 
And it's a great sentiment to be like Jesus, because this is the goal of every disciple is to be like Christ. And so uh, in, in these passages in John chapter eight, uh, here's the word that I want to share with you in verse number 12. If I could, we'll just go to verse 12, because it's I already cited several passages. But let me just pick one of these out and talk to you today about if you want to really be like Jesus, you actually have to think like Jesus. Yeah, you know, I know some of you are going, what? Yeah, you have to think like Jesus at some point. You get to be like Christ, which means I want to joke like Jesus. I want to learn like Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. I want to act like Jesus, but I also want to think like Jesus. And And so here's some insight into that that I think God wants to... Uh, just share with us. Jesus answers. He starts in verse 12 saying, speaking to these people. He says, I'm the light of the world. If a person follows me, they will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And the Pharisees began to challenge him saying that here you are, you're appearing as your own witness. So your testimony can't be valid. And Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid because I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. You get this? Here's the key phrase. I know. Now, it's interesting to me because he doesn't lead with, I think I know. He doesn't put out there, I hope I know. I've been told that I know. He doesn't. He says, I know. And this is the linchpin for everything else that follows. It is because I know who my father is. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. I know whose I am. And that gives me identity to know who I am. I'm in him. He's in me. I only ever do what he wills for me to do. This is the reality of the truth of John's gospel. Jesus said, I came down from heaven. This is John chapter six, by the way. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. So I'm not here on my own. I'm here and catch this. I'm actually here as a disciple. I'm living a disciple's life. I am the father's disciple. What he shows me, because he loves me, I know I now have the power to do. And I do it. And he carries it all the way to the cross. All the way to the cross where he says, I want the world to know that I love the Father. And that the Father has given me commandment to do this. And this is why I'm going to the cross. Do you get that? Not for the results. But for the relationship. Amen. I know who I am because I know whose I am. Amen. I think that, in fact, I've been saying this for years to people who will listen. And I just love saying it this way because it kind of makes them, you know, twist their head just a little bit. We have this crazy movement trying to discover people, discover who I am. We have people that can't figure out what sex they are for the first 25 years of their lives. I'm not sure what I am. You know, uh, well, wait till I decide. You can't just look at the plumbing anymore. 
and write it down. You have to, now I'm just teasing with some of this, but, but the idea is there's so much opinion, there's so much attitude, there's so much, you know, struggle for people to find out who they are. I've got to identify. There's a, there's a buzz phrase, isn't it? How to identify with this one or that one or this movement or that movement. You know, I agree there's a crisis. I do. I, I agree there's a crisis, but it's not about knowing who I am. It's about knowing who I am is. Let me say it again. The quest is not to find out who I am. It is to find out and, and, and really discover who I am is. Because when God made himself known to humankind, he said, I am that I am. And your identity, my identity, is not tied up in what the world thinks of us or what we think of ourselves or what we can convince a group of people, small or large, to think of us in the moment. It depends on who God is and our living relationship with him. And so here's here's kind of the truth of this scripture, because I think it's really a powerful thing and it's lived out. By the way, Jesus also says in verse number 32, if you'll know this truth, this truth will produce freedom inside of your life. And so to think like Jesus is technically, technically to believe like Jesus. Because he doesn't he doesn't ever go to, I think. Read through the language of the scripture. I've read it. You'll have to trust me for now, but take take it up. Take up a, a, a quest. Read through. Find Jesus. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I, I'm not. I'm just not positive. I'm not sure. Did you? Ooh. Well, let me hear another opinion. He doesn't talk like that. He he talks like this. What's true is, this is what annoyed these people. This is what caused them to react in such a violent way. He didn't give them room to think about it. Because no matter what you think, this is the truth. Amen. No matter what you think. We, we have these silly phrases that we've been banding about in Christianity for years. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. That's not true. God said it, which settles it. Not that, that's a fact. Now, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Y'all would do well to believe it. <laughs> because even if you don't believe it, you won't change it. So many people who don't believe in God are going to come face to face with him. People who don't believe in judgment will stand face to face with the judge of the universe. People who don't believe in hell will be cast alive into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. They don't believe it. They don't think it's true. But here's the reality. It's true. Amen. So it's not... What do you think about that? I'm not even asking, oh, what do you think? I'm here to change your thinking. No, I'm here to tell you the truth. But this is the truth that will set you free. Amen. This is the truth that will be true eternally. This is the truth that will be true on your best day and your worst day. Because it's the truth of the eternal God. So here's, here's the truth. Absolute truth is only coming from God. He alone is the source 
of absolute truth. And with absolute truth coming from God, there is a force by which we live. And I'm not talking about that Star Wars, ooh, the force is with you, Luke. Tap in, ooh. But I am telling you that there is a power of truth that will change your perspectives. There is a power of knowing the one whom to know a right is life eternal that will absolutely change you forever. And this is the truth. So he's the source and there's the force and we'll talk about that. But then there's the course that we operate in and your course is totally changed. Is, is totally altered, not, not by event, but by you. Knowing the truth. Because now you don't walk in darkness. Now you don't walk in confusion. Now you don't walk in an I hope so world. Now you can walk in the I know that I know. Amen. Jesus, what do you think? He said, what I think doesn't matter, but what I know. What I know is this. I can just see you're just so excited about this. I hope some of you are doing flip-flops back on your couch that are watching, or at least the dog is doing flip-flops. Somebody needs to. So let me talk to you about the source of this absolute truth, if you don't mind, real quickly, because this is about believing like Jesus. I said to think like Jesus, but it's really more true to say to believe like Jesus, to believe the truth of God. And so here it is. Here's the reality of how it works. The source of truth is God himself. Come on. He is he is the truth. Jesus said of himself, I am the way and the and the life. And when I send the spirit into the world, I'm going to send him under this title. He is the spirit of truth, which the world will receive because the father and I are sending this spirit. So father, son, Holy Spirit, God is the truth. He doesn't learn the truth. He doesn't discover the truth. He is the source. He is the fountainhead of all truth. Now you got to get this because I think this is incredibly important. Why is it so important? Because I think it answers a question. We got a whole bunch of people running around trying to find truth. You know, they're trying to get, here's the word they use in our modern times. Now, by the way, it's 2020, just in case you discover this in 2050. But in 2020, people get woke. Which, which, you'd think if they were really woke, they would say awakened. Because that's a little more intelligent sounding. But the idea is that they've discovered something. Ooh, I, I've become aware. I, I'm, I'm now woke. Ooh. Well, honey, today you're really getting woke. Because once you find this truth, There is no other place to go. This is the truth forever. God himself is the source of all this truth. Let me tell you this about God. Can I, can I just, I'm going to use a couple of words with you that we don't talk about a whole lot, but God is eternal and God is omniscient. Try these both with me. God, say it with me. God is eternal. God is omniscient. He's eternal. He's omniscient. In other words, I want you to catch this. God sees all time, all the time, 
at one time. Now, come on, capture this. Try to wrap your head around. It's a big thought. This is one of those huge thoughts that if you can just kind of go, what? God sees all time, all the time at one time. To God, to the God of the heaven. From ancient times, the prophet said, from ancient times, he sees the things that have not yet come to pass. God sees all time, all the time, at one time. So to him, the idea, the concept of yesterday and tomorrow, those are, those are monikers we use because we're locked in this thing called time. But when you are an eternal, omniscient God, you speak of them all just like here they are. And so a day and a thousand years don't look different. You've read this in the scripture, but here's why. Because God is eternal and omniscient. He sees all time, all the time, at one time. Catch this. Say it with me. God sees all time, all the time, at one time. Try it. God sees all time, all the time, at one time. Really? But that's the truth. This is the truth. And so, can I translate for you? God never says, oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. God doesn't ever go, well, gee, uh, hmm. He doesn't. God's never surprised. God never, God does not sit waiting for the results of a national election saying, oh my goodness, what will I do now? I'm telling you, he sees all time, all the time at one time and none of it changes the truth. Amen. Because he is the source of this eternal informed Truth. Ooh. Yeah. I just like that. Yeah. I love that. This is the, the reality. So here's the truth. God never investigates. You catch this. God never investigates. He informs. I just want to have a discussion and an argument and a debate with you. You're going to lose. I just want to tell you how I think. Good. Just stay around for long enough to hear what the actual truth is. God will let you fire off all your idiot opinions. He, in fact, welcomes them. Come now, you uninformed folk. And let us reason together. Well, God, I gotta tell you, rah, 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 rah. you ever hear those people? I hear them all the time. They tell me, if, if I have to face judgment, I'm gonna have a thing or two to say to God. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And it's gonna sound something like this. You are absolutely 100% right. God, you are just and justified in every judgment that you pass down. In fact, you are glorified, not only in salvation, but in judgment. And that's the truth. You hear me? He does not investigate. He informs. And so if you want to come for a debate and a dialogue, you should rather come to be instructed of the Lord. 
Here's what I think, but here's what I know. What I think doesn't eternally matter. I need to know the one to whom to know a right is life eternal. I didn't know you, God, and I need to come and be informed of the Lord. Somebody say, wow. Wow. Yeah, because that's true. And this is eternally true. You, you don't even have to like this. You can, in fact, I, I urge you, go argue with this, this, you know, recording. Really, just go argue with it. Go argue, read through the Bible, argue with every page. And I promise you, God will not get worn out. He will not. Nor will his opinion change. Because it isn't his opinion. It's the truth. You've, you, some of you have preferred this world where there's no such thing as absolute truth. The only way that could be true is if there was no God. But there is a God. And he is the truth. He doesn't just tell the truth. He didn't discover the truth. He is the source of the truth. Hallelujah. Now, that's where you find truth. You go to God and God alone. But but then, why is it so critical that you should find this truth that only flows from God? Because truth makes all the difference in your world. Truth has the power, the force of truth elevates your world. In fact, let me give you two words. Elevation, and I'm not just talking about Steve's church. I used to live in Charlotte, so I know Furtick and I know that whole crew. And it's kind of a cool story, Elevation Church. If you don't know about it, they have great worship and stuff like that. You should check it out. But but elevation and elimination. Can I try those two on you? Elevation and elimination. Why elevation? Because we live low lives. I'm bouncing around in the weeds. You know, well, I just, you know, here's what I see. Here's from my perspective, God. And some of that, that's how we pray. Oh, Lord, it's so bad. It's so this, it's so bad. Here's how we see it. Whoa. And if you don't know that that's, that's part of like humanity, then you should read through the scripture because God says that to people. He'll, he'll yank them up into a mountain, Abraham. Abraham, tell me what you see. I, I'm not even sure yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, really. But here's another one. When God, here's, here's the truth. If God ever asks you a question by the Holy Spirit's power and gives you the insight to understand that he's asking you a question, I can tell you how to answer it. Here's the answer. Here's the best answer. I've arrived at this over years. Having discovered a bunch of dumb ones. <laughs> having tried a bunch of dumb ones and run through the laundry list of them all. I have landed on the answer that glorifies God. When he says, what do you think, Bornman? He calls me Bornman. <laughs> he does. I love that. I love that about him. He, that's, you know, and most of the time he's going, Bornman? Really? But when he asks me a question now, here's the answer. Oh, God, you know. Well, I like this answer. Whenever God asks you a question, just tell him, well, you know, because that's true. You have hit on the right thing. 
And he will then begin to lift you out above this world of debate, this world of decision, this world of confusion, this world of of contraptions and devices and darkness. He will lift you out of there into a world that we don't even talk about usually, the world of dogma. This word that comes from the throne of God himself, this eternally true, never changing word. But that's what God does. He elevates us. He lifts us to a place where we can say, you know, I don't know. But where I don't know, I know God knows. I know the one who knows all truth. And when I don't know about situations and circumstances, I don't wrestle around with all the stuff I don't know. I take comfort in the arms of the one whom I do know as the source of all eternal truth. He lifts us up. (laughs) This is the elevation. I got to hurry. It's the elevation that changes our lives. And this is also a, a, a glorious eliminating process. Because all the other stuff that begs for your attention, that clamors, that screams, that yells, that forces itself into your world. This incessant pandering. This incessant, yeah, 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 come on, come on, come on. What do you think? What do you think? Come on, come on. This this social world phenomenon. This lifts us beyond that. And it just takes the power of all that away. In fact, you sit down at some point and you go, you know what? How silly. Really, how silly. How futile. Have you ever read the Psalms? Why do the heathen rage? Why do the kingdoms imagine their vanities? Against the Lord and against his Christ. They make these plots and these plans. They finance their dreams. They, the, the idea of financing this wicked agenda isn't new. It's been around a long time. But, but here's what God does. God sits in the heavens and he laughs. Did you, have you read it? Psalm 1, Psalm 2. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage, the kingdoms of magic vanities? God, he must be nervous. That's another thing he's not. He's not informed and he's not nervous. He's never like, oh, whoa. No, no. He laughs. He sits in the heavens and he, I just, can you imagine? You're, you're all of this, baby, I'm gonna, and you just giggle. I, I, I think I took a, some of you over a bridge too far. <laughs> you say, does that mean he doesn't love people? He loves people with an everlasting love, and that's the truth. Yeah. But he will, he will judge and condemn to a fiery lake of eternal punishment people that he loves. And not because he does not love them. Because they refused to believe the truth. That would set them free. And they chose unwillingness to believe. That's what unbelief is. It's not the inability to believe. It is the unwillingness to believe. To yield to the truth. Amen. The truth has the power to change your world. And so he he just lifts us up. He eliminates the power of lies and darkness to dominate our lives. We're not people who walk around in the dark. 
That's what the scripture says in so many places. We're people of the light. We're children of the light. We live in the day. We know the truth. We don't know everything about everything, but we know the one who knows everything about everything. And in him, we take comfort because this eliminates the power of all that stuff. Well, I can do this and I can do that. And I know you cannot. Pilate said to Jesus, I have the power to condemn you. And Jesus said, not if the father didn't give it to you. Do you get that? I'm, I'm operating by a whole different set of commands. My information doesn't come from the moment. It comes from the eternal God. Amen. And so I'm elevated and all that other stuff that could harm me is eliminated. So I got to hurry on. So, so why? What, why does that, why does this make a difference? How does this change the way you should live? What should be the result of this? What should be the ongoing kind of implications of this in your life and my life? How does it change our world? Let me give you two things that I think will happen. I think one will be personal. I think the first thing is it'll remove you from that confused world of wishy-washiness. Up one day, down the other day, next time, you know, that's your, your moods go with the weather. Or your feelings, or your, you know, your health, or whatever kind of thing. Everything changes when your situation changes. You need a something that doesn't change to have power in your life because when that power begins to work itself in your life when you know the source and the force of eternal truth then the course of your life becomes much more into a place of peace and a place of rest a place of confidence where everybody else is confused we're confident well I don't know what this is I don't maybe know all of that either but I know stuff I know the one who knows everything about everything. And I know that you can know him. Amen. Amen. He wants us. To, so we, we move out of the wishy-washy world. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that properly. Wishy-washy world. To the wor- worship world. Amen. I have just driven about. Here's the pictures they use. Driven about by every wind of doctrine. Confused people running around seeking other opinions. Tweeting and retweeting and seeking and Googling and looking and, and hustling around and trying to discover. Fasting till they, they get so thin they almost die. To what? Discover some amazing revelation, some truth. God is the truth. And he's available for a personal relationship with him. And that's the truth. But it's only through Christ. Because he is the way. And the. Amen. And the life. And if you want to come to God. That's the way. That's the truth. And you will have in him this amazing life. And so we, we are changed. We are personally changed by this. We are. We, we become these people who are in the world, but we're not of, a, of it. We don't worry like the world does. We don't, we don't labor for the things the world does. For heaven's sake, if you haven't learned that, you need to learn that. You need to know the truth. That will set you free from all the wishy-washy, from all the confusion, and put you in a confident place of worship and faith before God. But here's the second thing, and I'll close with this one. You become, there's a personal benefit, but there's also a relational benefit. Because your life becomes a secondary source. It does. 
how you live, how you move, how you act, how you react, how you walk through a crazy, confused world with a confidence that is born out of knowing the truth of God inside of your spirit has a relational impact on those who are around you. They won't know how to con- they'll, they'll be confused. It won't change their confusion, but it'll cause them to start to ask, don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you this? Don't you that? Hey, ask all your questions, but stay around long enough for me to tell you the answer. Sound like God, doesn't it? Yeah, because here's the truth. It isn't that I don't care, but I know. I'm not going to tell you what I think, because truthfully, what I think isn't going to matter. But what I know of the eternal God and his eternal truth, the power of that. This source, this, this force, this course into my life, it has changed my world now and forever. And we become a source, a secondary source. People who don't see God through the Bible or through the truth of the Spirit's revelation to them, they'll see God in you and me as we learn to think like Jesus. Well, believe like Jesus. As we learn to live and move like him. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Amen. 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 How many of you want that for your life? Amen. Now, here, here. I'm, I'm admittedly terrible at altar calls, so here it is. You ready? And for those of you at home, it's great. You're hidden a little bit. These folks are on display. With every head up and every eye wide open, with everybody, you could lean forward in your chair if you'd like. I want to ask, how many of you know that This is a word of truth and that there is a source of truth that is unchanging, absolute and available to you and to me in the name of Jesus. And he is the source of it. And I want that force to be a part of my life. And I want it to change the course from this moment forward. How many of you would say with your head up and your eyes wide open, hands waving around? That's me. Look around the room. Come on. Isn't it nice to know you're not alone in this? You got some folks along on the journey with you? So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will help us with that. Help each and every one of us to live, to move, to have our being, thinking more and more, believing more and more like Jesus. He didn't say, I hope. He didn't say, I know. I mean, I I, want to know. I'll look into it. He said, I know where I come from. I know the Father, and the Father knows me. And I want that for everyone in this house and everyone that's watching us online and participating. And, and honestly, Lord, for everyone they share it with, I pray, God, that you will just make yourself known. Let your truth be known in the, in the middle of a world of confusion and darkness, in the face of a lying enemy whose language is lies. Speak truth. Make your people, make me. Make all of us people of truth. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless. And, and in the words of Edith, and that's the truth. <laughs> you have to be really old to remember that reference. We hope you found this audio presentation from St. Charles River Church both beneficial and enjoyable. 
If you're ever in the area, please come by and visit us. You can also reach us online at www.stcharlesriverchurch.org.